You are listening to The Voice of Africa, the podcast that makes you fall in love with a continent. We tell all there is to love in Africa across various disciplines, business, culture, politics, entertainment, and much more. Visit us on thevoiceofafrica.com for our latest reporting on colorism and the racialization of the COVID-19 virus in Africa. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Voice of Africa podcast. On this episode, we have a very, very, very special guest with us that goes by the name of Mr. David Markway. He is a student at York University, Canada, a dancer, a singer, a poet. I could really go on this list forever, but let's get straight to the point, shall we, Mr. Markway? Who is David Markway? So I am a fourth year international student here at York University graduating in October and um, I'm a lover of music. I love to dance, sing. Uh, I write poetry from time to time. Um, I'm funny apparently. <laughs> uh, I, when people tell me I'm funny, I don't, I don't know. And yeah, that's pretty much, you know, outgoing guy, great personality apparently. <laughs> I just got typing yourself up. <laughs> so you moved from Ghana to Toronto. Yeah. Why Canada out of all the other countries you could pick? Um, initially I was going to come to the States, but I just wanted something different for a change. I guess, you know, uh, I never really knew much about Canada. And I've pretty much every summer, every time we take our, our leave off school, we, I always go to the States with my family, so I just figured, you know, change an environment, you know, experience a different culture and see what's up. So, yeah, that's about it. you think you have, like, a, a new perspective on life in general after moving to the Western world? Certain cultural practices that you used to, like, you know, engage in? Yeah, definitely. Like, moving here to Toronto, it really opened my, my mind to cultural diversity and, and inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Because uh, York specifically, we have a very large portion of people from different backgrounds. It's not just white Canadians, as you know, people would assume. It's people from different ethnic backgrounds. A lot of Caribbeans, a lot of Asians, a lot of Europeans, a lot of um, Americans, South Americans, and so I've got to. I've managed to learn from a lot of different cultures, and it's really open my perception about life and you know how to appreciate it more i feel like that taught me a lot because moving to the united states definitely was an eye changer you you get to encounter a lot of yeah different beliefs yeah why do you think people in africa are so reliant on religion um it's it boils down to our cultural background you know um a lot of African countries, we all have traditional roots. So we are very um, entangled in in our own culture, not not Christianity. We're entangled in our own culture, in our own beliefs. Yeah. So the introduction of Christianity into our culture, it just shows how much passion we put towards practicing such a culture, you know, so... One of the reasons why is, you know, I wanted you to come on, you know, the Voice of Africa podcast. Mm. You actually sent 
a video to our group chat that we have, the boys in Ghana, shout out to Faith Mochizori. Rest in peace. He's cool daddy. But um, yeah. yeah, so you actually sent a video of a lady who had, was this schizophrenia? Yeah, so she has schizophrenia and her family, instead of initially, you know, taking her to the psychiatrist or a doctor for a check, took her to a couple of pastors, which there's nothing wrong with. And that should be one of the steps that are taken. But they never took her to the hospital or a psychiatrist or anything to check up on how she was doing mentally. And I feel like we have to educate our people more. Mm-hmm. understanding that you know it's, it's okay to to go to the doctor it's okay to go to the yeah. therapist something i want to use to attest to that is the the scripture faith without works is dead i don't know if you ever heard of that right yeah what's your view on on that scripture yeah i mean definitely when you look at that scripture you see there's something that you need to take into consideration god doesn't work just through the supernatural. You know, God works using the physical to explain the supernatural. You gotta say, you gotta say that again. <laughs> I don't think the people heard that one. God uses the physical to explain the supernatural. Okay. And I'm gonna say that there's a reason why God gave us, gave man a conscience. There's a reason why we have the ability to think. There's mm-hmm. a reason why God gave us medicines. If God didn't want to give us that, he would have done everything or supernaturally, if I, if I should say. When, when I say that, I mean, if you're sick, all you have to do is don't go to the doctor, just pray, and then boom, you're healed. If you have cancer, boom, your tumor is removed. No, it doesn't work. Exactly, right. reason why that scripture says faith without works is dead. You have to work towards it. Everything in life, everything you do in life, you have to work in, in, in order to reap the, the benefit. And the same goes with... Um, with faith. If you say you have faith in God, then you have to work work for it. When we say work for it, you have to go and see the right people for medications. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's when God steps in. Right right after you've done the necessary things, that's when the prayer comes in and then God starts to work for you. You know. Exactly. So you're not saying that we shouldn't go to the pastors or we shouldn't go to the prophets or anything. You're just saying that, you know, yeah. We should take the essential exactly. steps before. Yeah, exactly. Even even looking at this pandemic right now, coronavirus. Yeah. If you say you have faith that you wouldn't get it, it doesn't mean go and stand by a patient who has coronavirus. I'm sorry, but that's stupidity. You you, you get me. Yeah. Right. If you want if you want God to work, then you have to also be smart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. God is not going to work with somebody who is being sorry excuse me to say stupid or ignoring the knowledge that he has given man to help solve some of the problems exactly a lot of and you know my my mother being a doctor a lot of patients come to the hospital she tells me all the time that people come in sometimes they they are in disbelief as to the conditions that they are giving mm-hmm. you know and some of them some of them never come back to the hospital for checkups because they they believe that you know they are just going to pray about it and then you know and so and that's that's one of the major problems with Ghanaians that I have. We are blind to to the aspects of education and we are we aren't educating our people enough to use their um, ability to think yeah. to to get treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, people think that 
it's all about the supernatural. No, it's not. It's not just about supernatural. You need to get the medication. You need to get treated. And then after that, you can go and pray. I feel like the works is just preparing you for what has already happened in the supernatural. Mm -hmm. Like how God says, by his stripes, we are all healed. God has already given us the blessings, whatever we want. We already have in the supernatural realm, the healings, the blessings, anything, prosperity. In order for us to be healed from whatever sickness we have, in order for us to be healed from poverty, we have to take the necessary precautions in order. That's what's already happened in the supernatural to happen Mm -hmm. in the physical, like you said before. Yeah, and it's funny because like there's this quote, you have to be obedient in the physical to mm-hmm. manifest in the supernatural. You need physical obedience to manifest in the That's supernatural. That's so true. Uh, well, as soon as you said that, what came to my head was the story of Naaman. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the story of Naaman. He was sick and then he went to see you know, the prophet Elijah. And he had the faith, obviously. But in order for him to, to have been healed, he would have to have been obedient to prophet Elijah mm-hmm. and go into the water and uh, you know, dip himself yeah. seven times. So the faith was there, but if he wasn't obedient, exactly, he wouldn't have been healed at the end of the day. So that's such like a great fact that you brought up as well. Like in order for us exactly. to you know manifest whatever is already has been given to us in the right. supernatural realm, we have to be uh, obedient and right, exactly. And most of most of the stories in the Bible, in fact, all of them, it's it doesn't just work by magic. Mm-hmm. All the stories and all the heroes in the stories in in those biblical stories. Yeah. They had physical obedience. Moses had physical obedience. David had physical obedience. Mm-hmm. Joseph had physical obedience. Yeah. You know, God didn't just make Joseph um, king of Egypt or um, Zephanas Panea, as, as they called him in the yeah. Bible. They didn't make him that position as soon as he, he went to Egypt. No. Yeah. He had to, to build himself up mm-hmm. before he got there. You know, and that's that's the that's the beauty about you know God. God always wants to turn something crazy into something in, into something beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Again, He takes the littlest of things to show humility and change it into something big. Yeah. Okay. Most of the people in the Bible, their stories started off small. David was just a shepherd boy. Yeah. Joseph was just. A slave, or not, not even a slave. He used to work in the, you know, in yeah. Pharaoh's house. You know, uh, most of the stories, most of the stories, you know, they all start off little. Jesus was even born in a manger. Exactly, like Jesus himself, the, the, the guy we're talking about. He was born in a farm, some somewhere where nobody would take credit for. You feel me? So that's one of the major pillars. Yeah. Another way, another aspect we can use to, to talk about this with the whole obedience aspect and the whole faith without works is in the beginning, God created, he created the earth and then he said man has to go and till the earth in order to get, you know, the resources that he has given us. So he instilled these resources in the earth and he gave us brains to, you know, go out and utilize the resources that he has given us. At the same time, we have to take those necessary precautions you know, that we have to take. And once we've done that, that's when the faith aspect comes in. You have a school exam on Monday, you studied all weekend, you've made sure you grinded, you've memorized everything, then you pray to God, God, please help me remember. I feel like that's when the faith aspect comes in because obviously you've done the work, so all God has to do now is to help you remember what you studied for. And it's the same thing that you know you have to apply when you are sick or when if you're dealing with a mental health issue because mental health issues are very personal especially in in africa 
mm-hmm. people don't take mental health issues seriously. That's why sometimes if you come back home, you see a lot of um, ill patients on the streets or people that are, aren't acting normally, yeah. walking around the streets and stuff. Because people in Africa, mental health is seen as a demonic attack or it, it could be okay yes it could be a demonic attack that's that's nobody's disputing that but it's viewed as um something that society doesn't respect as much once you are considered a mad person you are just left on the streets and nobody cares about you mm-hmm. you know but those people need help yeah you know those people actually want to get help but nobody is believing their stories because the the category in which we have placed them is beneath us. Mm-hmm. We do not, we do not think that those kind of people are curable. Yeah. But no, if you take them to psychiatrists and you take them to the right type of treatments and you pray, there will be results. That's that's why God works when you put in. The work of faith. You get what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say. I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's actually really sad to think about because, apart from doing the Voice of Africa, I work with a lot of people that, you know, have mental issues, and I realize yeah. like, there's so many people that just walk around day by day that have mm-hmm. mental issues that we have no idea about, and it's crazy to think mm-hmm. about because, like in Ghana, too, all these people that are walking around, but like we call them madmen, and we don't even regard them, might just have a Men, a little small mental issue that just needs about a month to two months type treatment and then they'll be off the streets and then they can be beneficial people in society actually helping society helping the economy as well so you know similar similar to you before i moved to canada i not that i disrespected um those mental health those people with mental health issues but it's just that i never took them into consideration just because of the way society had um pictured them to us you know but when i came here luckily when i uh, became the uh, orientation chair slash vice president for my college i was i was educated on mental health issues and i was even um, assist trained so that is applied suicide intervention skill training so i sort of dealt with similar scenarios of people that are having these mental lapses or these uh, mental issues at times and you know you when you look at them you begin to you begin to think to yourself that this is just a person like you who needs help yeah the fact that they have this mental issue that doesn't define them you know you can take their issue and you can take the person out of that issue you know Mm -hmm. so with the right treatment and prayer you can help that person come back to the right track. What measures do you think have to be taken in order for the mentality that we have? Because like, just like you said, before you moved here, you also like view those people, had a different perception. Yeah. And I was still the same exact way. Like I remember going to my house, coming back from school one day, yeah. and there was like a madman walking by, by my house. Mm-hmm. My brother and I were standing there throwing stones at him, <laughs> throwing stones at him yeah. to like leave. And like I'm taking them back on it now, and it's like that was that was just horrible. Yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, it's just continuous um, education, educating the the youth at a very young age. Mm. You know, implemented in our um, 
educational systems in, in high schools and primaries. Let them learn early. Let them know what these things are. And also do continuous campaigns around Ghana, I would say. Because the, the, one of the main issues is that Ghanaians don't take things as serious. For them, it's, it's all like a foreign or alienated um, idea, way of thinking. It, it's, a, it's an alienated concept because for them, it's like, really, if you have a mental health issue, then hey, that one is up to you. It's only their problem when it's happening to a family member or somebody close to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the problem. Everybody needs to take things seriously. If we could continue doing, if we could have a, a lot of campaigns around Ghana about mental health issues and, you know, other stuff, I, I believe that there will be little, little changes that will be made. One thing that we also have to do is, you know, become more aware of mental health and like depression in general and keeping up with our friends. Yeah. Because yeah. I personally have had my own like stage, like when I went yeah. through and everything and I feel like everyone at some point in their life goes through you know that like manic and we definitely have to make sure that we stay in touch with our you know our boys our friends our girls whatever keep up keep up with them because you never know what someone is going through and by doing that you might you know prevent someone from going to another stage of their mental health issue so you definitely have to get some things set up in store to, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, when you are a child and you are experiencing depression or anxiety or some mental health-related issue, the way the culture is set up, we are taught not to speak about it. About it. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know why. I, I believe it's because it's seen as you being possessed. Yeah. It's seen... <laughs> Everything has to do with a spiritual background. Everything has to do with a spiritual tie. It's not always about that. A child is going through a normal problem and he just just need help. That's all there is to it. But the way we are raised, if you bring up this issue to an adult or somebody else, you're afraid that, oh, this is what you'll see. The only people that you can talk to are your parents because they would probably understand you, you feel me? But if you um, say it in school or you say it to your teacher or you say it to somebody else, you're already deemed as not worthy in a way. So I think if we could uh, change that mentality through continuous education and campaigns, I, I believe that, you know, changes... Yeah, we got to stay in contact. We can do our part as well to try and help and educate people on you know, yeah. health issues and all that. All right. So, yeah, apart from the mentality that we have uh, when it comes to religion and spirituality and all that, another thing that I noticed was there's racism in the Western world, and that's, everyone knows that that's very obvious. But I feel as though that there's just as much racism in our own continent as well in Africa. And I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel like there is definitely a divide between, you know, dark skins and light skins in mm-hmm. Africa. Um, I've noticed that growing up myself, and I noticed that pretty much every day, um, I feel like light skinned people are given more privileges or yeah. are a higher profile in, you know, in yeah. society. Well, yeah, honestly, I can I can agree with you too. Growing up, it was always seen as the light skinned people were more attractive or more appealing, and they sort of had 
what they call light skin privileges. You know, the fact that you're light skin, you can have your way, or the fact that you're light skin, you can get all the girls, or you get all the guys, or whatever the case may be. You know, and it just it just made me think that this, this is what the impact of racism that started year like hundreds of years ago has had on our people. Yeah. You know, fetish of mixed race children is seen as more beautiful just because of this of the skin color. Yeah. And sorry to say, but like the white the white man has made us believe that dark skin or black skin it isn't beautiful. But that's where that's where he's wrong. You know, everything is beautiful from being dark to mixed to light or yellow or wh- whatever you are, you're beautiful in your skin. You know. It's crazy that you talk about that because it's it's actually really scary how an idea developed into this issue, like generational issue and just an idea and like someone put in, the white men put in, you know, our forefathers heads that the lighter skin is the better skin or the lighter skin are more human than, than and it's, it's been like this for a long time. Um, and if you look in the Western media, especially like where all the older movies that started up, dark skin people were, you know, always portrayed as animals or yeah, yeah, exactly. like wild, yeah. rowdy people and all that. So I feel like, yeah, after a while, it's definitely been instilled in us. And it was instilled in me yeah. as a kid when I was growing up. Too. It's crazy because a lot of people in most African countries, you find out that they're, they're bleaching. Yeah. You know, because they're trying to look more appealing to society's mm-hmm. eye. But yeah. if you look within yourself, you need to respect and appreciate how you came out. Mm-hmm. You know, black is beautiful. And you have to embrace every single bit of it. So, and as a result of that bleaching, a lot of people have seen that... Um, Oh, light skin, light skin people are into quotes the best. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys have this perception of what they they want their girlfriend to be like. Or if they see, there could be there could literally be one beautiful dark skin girl here and one beautiful light skin. Not a bit beautiful, like average. Average, average. average. Yeah, let me just say average. But just because of the color of her skin, she gets more appreciation, and mm-hmm. that's. I feel like that's that's wrong, and even even me growing up, I've been a victim of that just because of the way yeah. um, society portrayed dark skins and light skin. But coming here and you know, let, let, let me not even say coming here, but growing up and you know, educating myself yeah. and exposing myself to different um, things, you you begin to uh, appreciate everyone for their skin, and I even appreciate dark skinned women more and more just because I feel like society has really put a cap on how beautiful they could be and that 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 isn't the case you know so yeah that's definitely not the case at all like black women are very beautiful and it's it's just it's how the media portrays everything and it's just really sad because yeah. like you said last time we talked um when you think about the black woman especially nowadays you think of like this ratchet girl yeah like, wow yeah. to fight everyone because no. and so- that and that's wrong it's you see, once a, a black woman raises her voice or she voices out her opinions, mm-hmm. she's seen as hood or she's seen as, you know, she's violent. Exactly. You know? And funny enough, I was watching the 
Michelle Obama documentary on Netflix. And when Barack Obama was running for president the first time and Michelle Obama was, you know, campaigning for him, you know, there were all these stories coming out on the media of them portraying Michelle Obama as an angry black woman and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, why is she portrayed as an ang- angry black woman? Why, wh- what makes her different from an angry white woman? An angry woman in general. An angry woman in general. You know, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, there's always a disrespect or disregard for, for the black skin. And that's, that's very, like, you know, disheartening. Yeah, this is, it's, it's really unfortunate. Exactly. There's nothing wrong in marrying somebody of a different skin color. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, but it's the intention that you have behind it, or it's the uh, yeah. the ideology that you have behind it that matters. If you're marrying that woman just because you think light-skinned women are more appealing, then you've got it all wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, love doesn't see color. Yeah. Uh, you know, God loves everyone for who they are, you know, regardless of whatever they associate with or whatever they look like. Yeah. So you should appreciate people for whatever they look like or who, whoever they are, you know. Exactly. So, and that, that should be the message that should be preached to our, to the younger generation, you know. And for me, with our generation, I've seen that we are making, we are trying to make a lot of change in terms of systemic racism and colorism. We're trying to break down all those um, huge barriers that have been holding humanity back for so long, you know. So I believe that with the continuous um, perseverance, yeah. we will definitely make change for the next generation. Definitely. I think that's definitely possible because 2020 yeah. has been such an eye-opener of the year. A lot of um, things are coming out into light and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's scary. It's scary at the same time, but it's good. Yeah, like I read an article and it was, actually it wasn't an article, it was like a funny meme on Instagram that said aliens are coming and they were, they were like, acting like they were nervous that it's their time to show up. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it become, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, at this point, like, I'm, I'm not, nothing's going to surprise me. I was, yeah, like, was, surprise was, me. was it, was it in 2020 that people wanted to go and read Area 51? 2019, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But I, I just saw a, a meme on Instagram yesterday. I don't even know Benny Osborne. Mm-hmm. Yes, Benny posted it and then um, he was like, what if 2020 is just, you know, like a preview for 2021? And that, I was like, yo, oh, no, 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 no. imagine, bro. Because <laughs> everyone is talking, and we're like, yo, I can't wait till everything is over. And what if this is the new norm? What if nothing ever changes? From- 2020 um, is an eye-opener for humanity to, to wake up and appreciate the world and treat it better than what we've done in the past. Um, I still think that the latter part of this year, from July till December, it might be something good, and people people will be surprised, you know. Yeah, I feel yeah. Once we stop, you know, looking at the negative aspect and realize mm-hmm. that whatever is happening right now has mm-hmm. to happen, you know, for change to to come yeah. apart. That's mm-hmm. when we start to appreciate, you know, everything yeah. going on. The week then we can start yeah. looking at the you know, the bright side of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. And- T.D. T.D. Jakes said this um, earlier when this whole pandemic started. He said, "This 2020 and this pandemic is going to, is going to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Doors are going to be open for some people, and doors are going to be closed. Mm-hmm. Some things are going to change, and people are going to be happy. Others are going to be sad. Others are going to realize that they need to appreciate life more. You know, and I believe that 
ever since this thing started in what was it March or February or like I don't even like February is March yeah ever since this whole thing started a lot of changes have been brought and a lot of uh, for me per se I would say a lot of good things have come out you know I feel like, I feel like coronavirus was something that had had to happen because if yeah. that George Floyd video had yeah come out and everyone was just going about their day and we weren't like People were yeah. just started it after a couple. Right. Of, no one had, everyone had nothing to do. We just sitting at home, and that's the only thing constantly in your face. Like exactly, we are tackling one yeah. of the, the main issues in America, which is racism. We are yeah. trying to tear down that barrier and break it down. And it's because of the pandemic that everyone has been able to focus, mm-hmm. you know, and give their all into making sure that these things don't happen for the next generation. Generation, yeah. Exactly. Racism was still a thing, like segregation and all that was still a thing about 40, 50 years ago. All those yeah. people that were growing up are still alive today. And yeah. though we educate the youth, those people who grew up in segregation, yeah. hating and all those lynching and stuff like that are going to educate their, you know, their grandchildren yeah. and tell you that they have as well. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. people like us, you know, have to use the voice that we have and, you know, talk about situations like that in order to, to make change. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Is there anything you want to say to the people? Is it what, what's your Instagram or anything that they can follow you on? Yeah, you know, uh, my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Benzerino. Yeah. And yeah, hit, hit your boy up, you know. Go smash that follow button. <laughs> Is what it is. <laughs> Alright, bro, take it easy. Right, for sure, bro. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Voice of Africa podcast. We really enjoy talking to Mr. Markway about faith without works, mental health, and colorism in Africa. We especially liked it when he said that God doesn't always work in the spiritual, he also works in the physical. For more tips from The Voice of Africa, visit our website, thevoiceofafrica.com. Slide into our DMs on Instagram at The Voice of Africa or message us at TVOAfrica on Twitter and Facebook. Catch you in the next episode.